You're going to have to stop chugging the wine. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Michaela. Together, we are Sister G. We're super excited to be starting our podcast today. This is going to be our first one, and it's completely new territory for us. Um, but it's something we've really been looking forward to doing. Personally, I love podcasts. Yes. Um, I live by myself. Kayla lives by herself. So this is a way that I just get like good sistergy or sisterly energy um, from hearing other women's podcasts. And so we're super excited to be bringing that to you all. So yes, very exciting. Every two weeks or so, we'll come back together and we're going to talk about all things adulting. And then we're going to get right into our sisterly spiels where we talk about topics that are relevant to all of us. And then we're going to conclude with some sisterly goals and affirmations. This is something Michaela and I are going to do um, pretty much on a weekly basis where we just tell each other our goals and then we affirm one another as sisters. And it's just a great way to kind of go into the week or in the weekend whenever you're listening. Um, And we hope that you also create your own goals and affirmations and share them with us on our Instagram at SisterG2 underscores. So with that said, I guess we'll jump right in. So we're super excited to start off our first SisterG spiel on a really interesting topic where we debate whether self-care can be selfish. And so um, one thing we really want to do with this podcast is make sure that we're implementing feedback from all of you, our other sisters. And so we came up with this topic because self-care is so important to us and a lot of just the millennial generation. Um, however, we started to question just through experiences in our own lives whether it can ever kind of brace, uh, kind of move over from being self-care to selfish. And so, yeah, we put it on our poll. And what do the people say, Michaela? I would say close to 90% on both of our personal pages as well as Sister G. Um, the consensus was that Self-care cannot be selfish. Um, Very few people actually said yes. I mean, I'm not really surprised, again, because I do think our generation, like, the whole, like, self-care isn't selfish movement has gone on, like, the past couple of years. Uh, I don't know why I was surprised, but thinking about it, I shouldn't have been. Were you surprised? I don't think I was surprised, but I didn't realize, like, how strong of my opinion that self-care can be selfish was until I saw some of the people saying, no, it can't be. And then all of a sudden I was like, implicitly defensive or like just like skeptical I guess um of the responses I wish people would have maybe explained a little bit further most people um more people would have explained like why they think self-care can't be selfish further and I think maybe um like the language around the question the way we pose the question um could have been different for those who are listening and don't follow us or who didn't catch the poll, we essentially put a couple of different things on our Instagram. We first asked a yes-no question where we just had people say, can self-care be selfish, yes or no? And about 90% of people on all of our different pages had said, um, no, it cannot be selfish. And then we asked them to follow up with just one of those things where people can type their own responses. Um, and we kind of just asked them different questions as to like how they think about why it can or not be selfish, how they experienced um kind of like hurt um, in the name of self-care. And so I'll just read a couple of different responses. Um, We got some really interesting ones. And so for one, it was, I feel like I personally already care too much for people. So when I think self-care, I finally think, all right, this is for me. I can do this for me. I owe this to myself. And then another one, which was pretty much still in favor of self-care, but with a little bit um, a spin on it was, Self-care is preventative care and can be done mindfully and selflessly. So that one, it was kind of a little bit more, you know, it had more of like a requirement there of like, yeah, it isn't always selfish, but it isn't always selfless either. 
Um, there was another really interesting one, which came from a new mama, and um, she had said, "Changes. this changes when you become a parent. Yourself is just not a priority at times. Um, before kids, self-care is a luxury. It is a privilege to be able to say, it's all about me. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Did you have any on your page that you found? Um, all of the ones on my page actually referred to the metaphor saying you can't pour from an empty cup as basically the justification for why self-care is important. And I, I'm not sure how the metaphor relates to like why, how self-care can't be selfish. Um, although I do agree you can't pour from an empty cup. So the way they... Um, I only had two from my page. I think, yeah, the one I was, um, I had read on your page, I thought was super dope. It was like, self-care is paramount. You have to have your cup full. That way you can toast with your love. I love that. Oh, yeah, I do love that one. Um, I got stuck on, like, my point I was trying to make, but that was probably my favorite response because it brought in the idea of, like, self-care benefiting those around you. Yeah, so I first kind of just wanted to, um, I guess, preface our conversation with what other people have to say. Um, and then I think I wanted to give you a space to kind of talk about your opinions about it, and then I'll talk a little bit about mine. Um, and then we'll just kind of talk about ways to make sure your self-care isn't selfish um, for those who think that there can be a difference. Um, and I think it's helpful to think about the different definitions, right? So self-care can be defined as any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health, and selfish is defined as lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. So, Kayla, what do you think? Is self-care selfish, and when can it be? I don't think it necessarily has to be selfish, but I think that um, it, they can easily you can easily confuse the two. I think that the best way to make sure is like kind of just listen to the definitions we just said. Am I doing something to take care of my mental, my emotional, my physical health? Or am I doing something that I know won't really take care of any of those three things, but I just, it will make me, I'm too lazy to get out of bed that day. And instead I'm going to say, oh, it's because I, I need physical rest, but really it has nothing to do with that. I just slept eight hours and it just makes me feel better to say that it was in the name of self-care. So and then in that case, in that scenario, I am being selfish by not getting up and going to do whatever I agreed to do. So I do think self-care can be selfish. Um, I think that a couple of other people made good points talking about the idea that women of color have been socialized to believe that anytime we take time for ourselves, it's inherently selfish. So I think sometimes in the self-care movement, we've the language that we're using maybe isn't as like correct and like we should change language because selfish has a negative connotation and I think maybe we've begun to embrace it because we're resisting what we've been socialized that women of color can't take time to themselves but I don't so I think that um that's not necessarily true and I'm careful to like adopt that negative language as well I can, I can take care of myself without being selfish selfish yeah, facts, facts. I found this other quote and it was like, selfish people don't consider how their decisions affect others. Their own convenience is all that matters. And I think within the context of that, like self-care can be selfish if you are not considering how the way you care for yourself is impacting the people you love most around you, right? So 
like you said, if you're going to the gym every single day, like three times a day, because you think that that's the best way you can take care of yourself, but you're doing so at maybe like the negligence of taking care of your home or spending time with your loved ones or walking your dogs, at that point, it might not be considerate of the people around you. And I think like that's when it kind of crosses over from self-care to selfish when you're no longer considering the people around you. So I'm, I'm wondering if like another way to word the question or conversation that we're attempting to have is like, can, is there too much self-care? Can you have too much self-care? There's actually a super dope quote that I found another one. I mean, clearly I'm obsessed with quotes these days, <laughs> um, but it's like maybe not a quote. It came from a blogger, um, a blog post. I think she lives in the UK and I'm not going to read all of it because it was pretty long, but she does kind of start to hint at this idea. And I think it is too, like the really big common denominator here is, like frequency and like the amount or severity of you're doing something right and so she had said something like um when self-care comes to the detriment of everything else in your life jobs friendships romantic and familiar relationships then it's a short-term fix more than a lifestyle change that'll help you feel better in the long run what i'm talking about isn't the day-to-day activities that help you get your life back on track when you're low I'm not even referring to treats and pampering that can't be associated with self-care. I mean the idea that you have the unalienable right to do anything you want all the time because you deserve it. That right there rang true to me. Like, you don't have the right, I mean, in my opinion, I think people have different opinions on it. Like, this idea that you have the, like, undisputable right to do whatever you want to do because you're the only person that matters. (laughs) Like, I think some people treat self-care like that, and that's where I start to, like, not like the self-care isn't selfish movement. Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, I'm thinking personally of, like, times that I've made poor decisions for my life personally and then masked it in, like, self-care to make my own better. Like, oh, I overspent today. Well, I needed to go shopping, self-care. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, next week, you're going to have to do something else in the name of self-care to make yourself feel better for the poor decision you made last week. It's not always about what it does to somebody else. I think you can start by like being motivated to challenge your notion of self-care by looking at like how it might be negatively affecting your own life. But I think all of what you said rang true as well. Um, I think for me, of course, coming from like a psychology background, this is something that I like think about all of the time, especially because I study depression, anxiety, and stress, and I know how um, detrimental or influential it can be to people. And so I feel like I want to like make it ring true that I am a pure advocate of self, you know, self-care, self-love, self-compassion, all of that. I think it is so, so, so important, um, and it, especially for women. And so I found this quote, um, and it's from an Instagram called Happy Happy Phoenix. I want to give credit where it is due. It's a really pretty poem. And she says, I treat myself like I would treat my daughter. I brush her hair, wash her laundry, tuck her in good night. Most importantly, I feed her. I do not punish her. I do not berate her. Leave tears straining down her face. I do not leave her alone. I know she deserves more. I know I deserve more. And I just like love everything that it encompasses about how we treat ourselves, about how we talk to ourselves, about how we love on ourselves, all of it. And so I feel like that's what I mean by like self-care. Like that's how I want to love myself. That's how I want to care for myself. Um, and so in doing that, like I'm a big supporter and fan of that. But like Kayla had mentioned earlier, like there's this analogy, which we've heard a lot too, like in our DMs on Instagram and our responses, like 
you can't pour into others from an empty cup. You can't pour into other people if your cup is empty. And I'm like, facts. But some people's cups are overflowing and the people around you cups are draining. Like they're so thirsty, they have nothing left in them. And so I think you have to be observant of the people who you love the most, who you care for the most. And like you have to be like, I think this is like where like self-reflection and like introspection is key. Because like you have to be honest with yourself. Like for me, I'm like, if I know my cup is like, I care for myself in a lot of ways this past month and I look over at my partner and his cup is dry for me a priority is like that relationship and so I have to be honest and know like maybe I overboard my cup this month but I don't know maybe that's just the way I look at it I look like I agree that your cup isn't always empty and if it is like you have a lot of lifestyle adjustments to do and like I guess it's that is the time to take all the time you need but if our goal is to be better partners, better sisters to one another. We have to learn how to serve one another without draining our cups all the time. So that means that you essentially have to learn how can I keep my cup full by caring for myself without having any capacity to care to care for somebody else. Um, and some folks be like, oh, you can't pour from an empty cup, but they don't even be trying to pour. You're not trying to pour to nobody. Right, like that. Again, I think the way we use our language is sometimes it's like, I'm guilty of it too, of like making myself feel better for not giving you something, not, not right. responding to you to say, oh, I need more sleep. Like, no, you, you don't. You just didn't do that. Um, something um, from that blogger that I wanted to kind of like give an example of what we mean of like when self-care is becoming a crutch or kind of like a false narrative for selfish. I think she had some like really great examples of like things that I know I've experienced in my life and I've probably done it to other people in the name of self-care, like which was a lie. But basically um, a couple of things that she mentioned was like um, after she had mentioned like you don't have the unalienable right to do anything you want all the time because you deserve it, which I agree with. Um, she mentioned some examples like Cutting off toxic people is necessary, but deciding to leave friendships every time you have a negative interaction based on the feeling that all your desires need to be met immediately is not. I agree. Um, another one she mentions, taking time out of your day to relax, perhaps with a meditation tape, is necessary, but constantly neglecting commitments from work or friends is not. So I think like those are kind of like fine lines of like, kind of like when self-care is great and like within like the degree and like the time and like that it takes to do it versus like no you're just being a crappy person like that example like for me and maybe it was like if the tables were turned maybe it was your friend or your sister's self-care activity to come hang out with you and they scheduled it proactively and then now in the name of your own self-care allegedly maybe it was or it wasn't you've now heard and taken away from your sister's cup like that's for me like why i have this issue with like doing crappy things in the name of self-care like don't do that <laughs> like it's not the cool. devil is a lie yeah like I, and for me i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna tolerate it but i think that that would kind of brings us to our last part of this sister spiel is just tips for how we distinguish um between practicing self-care and then also like for ourselves how we balance self-care versus like caring for other people um and one thing that i think came true for a lot of things and like what we heard in our dms too was just it all comes down to communication so talking to your loved ones about what you need when and for how long that you need to do these things for yourself um and then being able to listen to them about what they feel about it i think it all lies in communication um 
be honest. I think that, I mean, it can be something, it doesn't always have to be a big talk. Uh, it can be something as simple of like, I've had a rough day. I need an hour to myself. And instead of just shutting down or like picking a fight and then pretending I'm going in the room, I'm just going to let you know up front. Some people don't have a partner. It's just friends. And so then just still like having talks with your friends about like what best serves you. I think we've all, like, we've experienced that. Like for some people it's like, right now I don't drink. Like that's not serving me right now. So like if you drink with your friends all the time, like just throwing that out there, like, oh, like I'd love to go, but like let's go work out or whatever it is. But instead of just isolating your friend that you usually drink with, who's like love to be your friend, you can just say, you know, like right now I'm going to cleanse, but like I'd love to work out with you instead of kind of just dubbing her calls or something like that. Exactly. I think another like key to keeping self-care as productive as we all want it to be is just developing a routine. And I think that helps with like the balancing of ensuring that self-care your whole life doesn't become about self-care. And make sure that you, you're creating healthy habits for yourself and it allows those around you who you're closest to to know what to expect and then they can adjust themselves. Like the greatest thing about scheduling is as well for me at least is if you use Google Calendar or something of the like and you label everything like you're neurotic like I am, you can actually pull up your calendar for the week and see like if I if my self care, my like personal calendar for the things that benefit me is in pink and it's too much pink or too little pink for a day or any the week, then I know like I can afford to miss this day of yoga or like whatever it might be. Um, so definitely another cue for scheduling so you have a visual guide. Okay, and then our last tip, which we kind of talked about, is just reflection. Like like Kayla said, checking in. Like if you have a calendar, if there's a lot of pink, like reflect on why there is. If maybe you're going through a life stressor and it's like, no, I need every pink in there, keep that joint in there. If you're like, you know what, nah. Like, some of my other relationships are eh, a little bit struggling, or maybe I overdid it this month. Like, go ahead and take it out. But just constantly reflecting on your self-care practices. And then not just about you. It's not just about you again. Like, is everybody around you that you care about? Like, for me, my relationships are really important. Like, if the people I love are suffering, like, I'm not going to be my best self. So, like, again, like, reflecting on yourself and then just reflecting on those around you, checking in with them. Like, are they good? Um, is your self-care harming them in any way? And that could be a direct question or you just being reflective and like, considering it from the outside looking in. Because as much as we can schedule and I think everything's important, at the end of the day, life happens and we never know what's going on. So I think it's like just as critical to be able to take a step back and say, I don't need this personal activity. My sister needs me more. Mm-hmm. Facts. Because sometimes that is, like for sometimes like I'll be like, resting and say I've been resting for four hours like at that point you're being lazy but I'll be resting and like my sister will call and like we call each other quite frequently because that's beneficial to each of us like we need that time to speak with one another and like the selfish part of me was like eh, now I'm not going to answer I'm going to watch the same Netflix episode I've watched a hundred times and lay here in a dark room versus like no like I've laid here for four hours I'm completely fulfilled answer the phone and talk to your sister if the tables were turned, what would I want? Right, exactly, because that's her, her calling me is her saying like I need I need help, I need care. So that's how we practice it. But that is the sister spiel for the week. I honestly really enjoy just thinking about this a little bit more, um, talking about it with all of you on Instagram. I hope whoever is listening will um, keep the conversation going. It was National Suicide Prevention Day on Tuesday. And our family has been dealing with just grief over our loved ones. So self-care has been... It's always prominent for us, but it's been something that's been on our minds a lot lately. 
Um, but we also still wanted to have it within the context of thinking about how can we best care for ourselves while not being selfish. So we look forward to hearing what you don't think about it. And finally, to wrap up, we are going to do our weekly or bi-weekly affirmations and goals. So what are, let's say, what are your goals for the month of September? Because it's still about halfway through. So where do you want to be at the end of September? Uh, I made a goal at Core Power to do 20 classes in the month of September. And I am at six classes right now. So hope to finish that goal. I think I want to be, so that's like my physical goal. I want to go to church like at the rest of the month, every Sunday. Um, I would like to join, there's a life group expo, so I'm going to challenge myself to also join a life group and just expand my circle. And that is, I think, like the two main goals that have me. So, yay, well, I affirm it. It's going to happen. It is already on its way. Make sure you map out. <laughs> Make sure you put in your schedule which core power classes you're going to go to to make sure you hit your 20 because you know that life happens weeks happen so just if you map it out and you already know these are the 20 like these are the classes that i have to go to and reach 20 you'll get there um and then i look forward to hearing about the life classes because i know you're probably going to try and bail out last minute i and really freaking really freaking hope there's just another woman of color i tried a live class last year and I liked it overall for the most part. Um, and there was like somewhat diversity, but there's just something I just would prefer there be a woman of color. So pray for that. Mm, yeah, well, we'll be praying for that. And I'd be curious to hear all of your different experiences of when you look at life groups and you look at different churches or just different settings in general. Um, what do you think about diversity? Do you care if there's other people of color or other people who have the same social identities as you or do you not? By the way, Michaela does care and we validate that. So I will be praying that there are other women of color there and you can find your space there. Yeah. Your goals for September. Goals for September. Woo! Lord. September has been dragging. I'm not going to lie. It's been dragging me. Trying to get back in this semester. Um, But I would say my goals for the month are to, yeah, I would say same um, with Orange Theory. So Orange Theory, we both been trying to get back on our fitness journey. So definitely, I'm trying to work out at least two times a week for the remainder of September. Um, so that's one goal and then which I've been I've been doing good. I hit my second workout this week. I'm gonna go again tomorrow. So um, we'll see how that keeps going. And then I think my other goal is kind of like a more personal abstract goal that my therapist gave me at the beginning of our um, session, our first session was just like making sure that I'm like standing in my truth at all times. So like making sure that I'm sharing, like when I can't make it to a meeting and sometimes like I'll say like, Oh, I can't make it because I have another meeting or whatever. But it's like, no, I don't have gas. I'm going to drive here. So I can't make it. So just making sure that I'm standing in my truth and all of my conversations and like all of the things that I do. So that's another kind of more abstract goal, but still super, super important though. So we'll definitely check back in with each other throughout. And then as well as you guys and everyone who's listening, um, Share your goals with us too. Maybe maybe there'll be like something we haven't been thinking about, but that we can also hurting for you, so we'll be affirming you as you do it. Hot nerd fall. Yeah, so as we all transition into hot nerd fall, I'm sure we have goals that we're hoping to uh, work on or that goals that will be manifesting in the next few weeks. I think that basically wraps up our first podcast, which is like super exciting. You can't see us, but we're like twerking wine. Um <laughs> 
that wraps up our first podcast. We're super excited. Um, we look forward to getting this out and we look forward to your feedback on it and any um, recommendations for other podcast topics that you want to hear about. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye.